0: Welcome to Conversations, a podcast created for the Kindness Rocks Project, where we share stories that connect us through kindness and compassion. I'm your host, Megan Murphy, and I think you'll be truly inspired by today's guest. Hi there. Welcome to Conversations, And I am here today with a very special guest. Her name is Britt Burbank. And I am going to let Britt introduce herself. I was just explaining to her that I've been on several podcasts and people kind of spew my resume about who and what I am. And it just feels kind of yucky. And so I just like for people to just talk a little bit about themselves, the things that they would want other people to know about them. And then we're going to Jump right into our conversation. So welcome, Britt.
1: Good morning. Uh, happy to be here. I'm so glad you have me. This is so exciting. I am a Cape Cod resident who has recently gone out on my own as a full-time kids yoga teacher. I've worked in education for a long time. And what I realized was kids needed emotional regulation more than they needed some of the other skill sets I could teach them. And so yoga became a great platform for me to be able to teach things like empathy and compassion, as well as incorporating the physical movement, but community building and all this good stuff. So I decided to create Yoga Jamboree and that is my own yoga company. I also have joined JT's Chronicles and we've been speaking in some of the schools on the Cape and it is called Positive Direction Tour. Everything I'm doing now really I'm just motivated to get in front of as many kids as possible and share things I've learned and know that Basically, my goal is there's a million great parents out there, but even great parents, sometimes kids need other voices. They don't... I might be saying the same thing as a mom, but what I want to do is create spaces where kids can learn about themselves and work on themselves and create these kind of non-pressure environments where they can learn about self-care to build solid foundations of who they are before we send them off to college and into adulthood. So... I love teaching yoga and I love the kids on the Cape. And I'm just excited because this is all pretty brand new for me. But I've been welcomed with open arms in a lot of the preschools and at Rooted Yoga Cape Cod and Evoke and all these wonderful places. So here I am trying to spread kindness.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I, too, share that with you, that I truly believe that... We start with our kids, right? Because being kinder to yourself, if I look back on my life, what would you tell your younger self, right? And so I can't go back and tell my younger self, but I can do the work for the younger people and share that message with them and give them tools and resources to kind of get to know themselves. and in that self-love kind of confidence building so that once they have that, they'll grow up and be kinder and gentler to others.
1: Yeah. I took the Leadership Cape Cod course last year and I saw someone speak and he said if he had a dollar to help with addiction in our community, he would give 25 cents to recovery, but 75 cents To prevention. And he said recovery is so important and it is, and and it's amazing and it's necessary. But that what are we doing to teach this generation to grow up and not walk into the same patterns of everything we do? How are we giving them different tools so we don't, don't just keep repeating things? And that just struck such an intense chord with me of how do we give these kids coping skills? How do we say to them, your life is going to have hard moments, and that's okay, because everyone's life has hard moments. Yeah. I'm always in there with the real hard stuff because positivity isn't just saying everything's okay, Everything's great. Sometimes it's talking about why we learn from hard things and how do we regroup and be positive to keep moving on.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's it's interesting because the Kindness Rocks Project, it's about people that are going through those difficult moments. And they find a rock and at a difficult time, and maybe it just gives them that little like insight or nudge that everything's going to be okay. Not that they don't need to do the work themselves. You know, once you get inspired by something, whether it be a rock or you have a speaker at the school or you're in a yoga class or whatever that is, when something hits you, it's then your opportunity to act upon that and to say, okay, what does that mean for me? And then kind of take those action steps. So working with children to provide them with ideas for action steps is important. And so I think the work that you do is is amazing.
1: And how we just flood our culture with this. It's not something I'm going to do or something you're going to do. How do we flood them with just positive messaging and resources and make all this available to kids so that when they hit these hard times in their life, they feel like they can try to tackle these instead of, you know, other choices, unhealthy choices. We can give them ways and also feel supported and not alone. And there's just so much power in that. And the more people doing this work just creates a happier, healthier Cape Cod and beyond.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, because there becomes their lies, the ripple effect, right? So when we each take responsibilities for ourselves and our actions, that ripple, we either are going to be spreading a ripple of positivity or a ripple of negativity. And so that's so important to know that each one of us matters for both responsibilities that we have. If we do do something that may hurt someone else's feelings or make them feel sad, it's again our responsibility to go back and be like, hey, you know what? I'm sorry, that came out the wrong way. I didn't mean to do that or and let, me, let me write this wrong. And it's funny because as a parent, I have three daughters who are now grown. When I learned through my parenting that I'm never going to be that perfect parent, right? There's no perfection. And, but when I learned that when I could show through my actions to my children forgiveness and, and, I, and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for how I responded for that. That's also important. And we need to show our children that as well.
1: I see a lot of that in parenting. I kind of see it as people don't See kids as as grown up human beings, like they're not on the same level. And I think it's funny because I I speak kid for sure. That is one of my gifts. But also, I just talk to kids and I think about them. Like, what are they missing here? Are they tired? Do they lack connection? Do they feel unsafe? And really look at. It's not just go stand in a line or please do what you're told. Or, or I hear people tell kids stop crying, and it's like when in the history of someone saying stop crying has made anyone stop yeah. crying? You know, yeah. like how do we. Learn and and teach people, parents, kids, just to treat each other with kindness because we would listen to each other more and we would connect more and we would do all those good things just by the way we interact with each other. And compassion, things like that can be taught. Yes. All these little pieces about how we deal with these situations, we create these, the people that are going to be the adults, the people that are going to be in charge. And it all starts at such a, a young age. And I think there's such a a great movement going on right now in the schools and and everyone's seeing really talking about self-care and being kind to yourself. I actually, it was funny. I was thinking when you said the ripple effects you put out, I teach a teen workshop at Evoke and I always think of the ripples I send out. I never need to see where they go. But the other day I got this little universal gift. So I saw one of the moms of one of the girls and at teen workshop, I had stood in the mirror and I was saying, I love you. I love you. I love you to myself. And I was asking the girls if any of them would stand up and do it. And of course you're a teenager. You're like, ugh. It is so weird. I just keep being weirder because I'm like, no, this is good for you. Everything's weird until it becomes normal. Right? Yes. Right. Right. And then we went on and we had a great night. And then I was at a different studio that I teach adult yoga and it was, Hey, I'm so and so's mom. Guess what? My daughter came home and told me that she was saying, I love you in the mirror and that it felt really good. And she did it all week. And it was so amazing because I never had to hear that or know that, but to hear that it was like a direction of like, you're doing the right thing. This is helping any kid. I personally grew up and my mom was an alcoholic and that's not something 10 years ago, I would be saying out loud to you, mm-hmm. but I've done a lot of work and I've done a lot of growing up and a lot of yoga and a lot of amazing people. And what happened is, is now I don't even see that as a bad thing. I see it as such a good thing because I have such a high level of compassion to help other people. Yeah. I've, I felt pain when I was growing up and I felt shame and I felt all those hard emotions And what I used to think was something to hide. Now I realize that's just not even my story. I get to write my story. Yeah. And if I can share that with different kids who are also going through hard things, because when I stand on stage, I talk about my mom being an alcoholic and deep down the root of that comes from, I want some kid to hear that so they know that they're not alone Because I thought I was the only one when I was growing up. I didn't talk to anyone about it. I thought that was something you kept in your family. That was your job, right? Mm -hmm. So what I had to do was I had to grow up and realize that I was by hiding this stuff, I was giving it all the power. And really what I needed to do was let people in. Yeah. I had so many people that would have helped me and I was surrounded by people. Yeah, absolutely. But I really find that it's really about being kind to yourself and opening up and then all the right people show up, which is crazy. Yeah. And now I get to have all these cool conversations with kids and you can just see this, like their shoulders sit back and, and just cause I'm, I'm saying such vulnerable things that we don't like to talk about. And I just want to give them permission to know that their stuff isn't going to look like my stuff, but they're going to go through hard things too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting because I do this on social media. So the teens that you work with, even the young kids now, I was at, I was talking at an elementary school the other day and I had all the kids raise their hands that have phones, probably 90% of the kids raise their hands. And then I said, and how many of you are on social media? The same amount of kids raise their hands. And then I said, how many of you have seen, witnessed bad behavior, you know, bullying, or someone saying unkind on social media and the same amount of kids raise their hand. And so go back to your story about like sharing the vulnerability. I try because social media, all of these kids have social media and they also feel like I can't share. Or if they see something like someone being bullied on social media and the vulnerability for that person on the other end that's feeling ashamed from that, help them and give them some power by like reaching out to them and saying, you know what? I've been bullied too, and I'm sorry that this is happening. I use my social media platforms to share my vulnerability about whatever I'm going through, either whether it be through the project, the Kindness Rocks project, or through my parenting, or just personally. Because, like you said, when you share that, you know, and Brene Brown, who's one of my favorite all-time authors, talks about shame and vulnerability and how when we share that, we we give it less power, the shame, right? So we just let it up there. And, And, in fact, I was also watching the comedian. She became a comedian because it was a defense mechanism because she wanted to kind of mitigate what people were going to say about her in her weight. So she just made a joke about it. And she was the first person to say what everybody was thinking in the room. And that would kind of take away that power, right? So it's kind of the same concept and very, very interesting. So,
1: Well, just remembering that I had adults growing up and I remember... Well, Brittany, you have to wear dresses. That's how you're going to be taken seriously. You got to look professional. And now I walk into preschool in my rainbow pants and I'm like, haha adults, like not everyone fits into these boxes. And how do we give space for people to be themselves? And I think that's a big part of kindness. And I like to be walking permission for people. I think there's a lot of power in looking silly and not caring that you do. I think there's a lot of power in being yourself and being authentic and how We help kids see, like, I love working with the teens and really being inclusive is cool. Being a leader is cool. One thing I've seen is that we've had enough data start to come out on this iPad generation. And what's happening is, is they're still doing their ABCs and their one, two, threes, but this generation is starting to lack leadership skills. Mm -hmm. You can't put kids in a room and say, organize a game by yourself in a a room with nothing. They want an adult or a screen to tell them what to do. Right. And those are the skills that create leaders and presidents and, and major people because you learn to connect people and you learn to organize people. And those are such important things. And that's the type of stuff I like to include in yoga. Every morning, everyone has to say their name in a nice loud speaker voice. Everyone has to, there's different things that we put in here where I'm not just trying to get kids to just stretch. I'm really trying to open up like, an exploration of of who they are and have a positive association with yoga yoga is not the end all but yoga is a great tool i think everyone finds a way to take care of themselves and i always leave space to be like i do yoga But that doesn't mean you have to do yoga. Yeah. But I will explain to you what it's about because it very much is a tool for stress management and self-care and that little bit of peace that this society with all the screens just does not give us. Our brains are constantly stimulated and especially our small kids.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting back to when I was giving the school talk the other day. At the end, this is my favorite part of giving any school presentations. I go around with the microphone and I let the kids ask a question or say something, (laughs) right? Sometimes it's really funny, like, I like your shoes, or how old are you? (laughs) But... um. But I, and I also say the other day I, I spoke, I said, you know what, kids, I want to share something with you. I'm really terrified of public speaking, and I'm standing in front of 300 of you right now. And it just so happened that on that day, my presentation videos didn't work. So I was, you know, winging it to a bunch of middle schoolers, and I said, so, um, I'm being brave right now by, by standing here and talking to you. Cause I'm really shy. What's going on right now is my face is red. My mouth is like sticky. And I started sharing that with them and they were all like kind of nodding their heads. And then I said, and so some of you might want to raise your hand and say something, but you too feel the same way and have those symptoms. It's okay. It's a safe space. So go ahead. And all of a sudden these hands went up and and I said, you know, it's really important to be able to stand up and speak. Like, this is a really powerful thing. And that usually gets people going. So back to what you were saying, like, these are the skills that we need to kind of help these kids with, this next generation. And, and also, I make a point to say, and everybody else, listen. Put your eyes on them and listen to what they're saying. Because that's part of kindness, is listening to others. That, I think, is... <laughs> to be honest with you, the most powerful part of giving a school presentation is allowing that space.
1: Well, they're going to remember that day. Those, those moments are very special. And that's remembering that words are powerful. Sharing stories are powerful. And the more people who can be honest and real and show people what a healthy adult looks like, it's going to continue to create great new adults in our community. But they need more than I think sometimes we get very like, you have your parents and your teachers, but that you can have positive influences everywhere, and they don't have to be your best friend. But you can meet someone doing a yoga class. You could see a speaker. You could see someone, and that little seed that's planted could really carry you through hard times, and that's very real.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I, a hundred percent agree. So I, you know, I guess I'm just going to leave you with what I do at the end of every podcast, Britt, is I have um, my guests pick randomly. I have these kindness cards. So I'm going to just fan it out here and you pick one and whatever the message is on that card is meant for you. So you can share with everybody what the message is.
1: Mine says, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. That is pretty perfect. Yeah, Because you know what? I don't feel like my positivity i think it is so real and i think i get to choose that i see a wonderful world and the more i keep saying i see a wonderful world the better it keeps getting yeah i feel like teaching our kids about gratitude is everything that i can look around and say Look at Cape Cod! What a beautiful place! I can't believe I get to live here. Look at this, like freedoms I have, and this life I have, and these people I could call if I'm sad. And and maybe I I do want things, but then I need to set some goals. But you know yeah. what? People get way too into the the politics and the world and the next generation. But the oldest tradition is that we all think the next generation is ruining things. It's yeah. been like that forever. Yeah. The ge- next generation isn't ruining things. We just have to help them adapt to the new world. Yeah, absolutely. We can't expect them to recreate our childhood. We've got to show them this new world and then show them how to explore it, learn about it and rock it out. And I'm just going to keep saying the world is wonderful. And I just keep meeting more wonderful people.
0: Yeah. And I, I personally think that the next generation is going to be amazing and they're going to go out and, and do some pretty...
1: Awesome stuff. So they're just gonna have the opportunity to be connected worldwide. They can think about the first time I ever saw Brene Brown's TED Talk was alone in my room at night while my babies were sleeping. The power of the internet. It's very it, there's very powerful things that you yeah. can get to see such amazing people speak just by typing their name into YouTube. Yeah. And the lessons they can teach you, you don't, you can learn at any point from anywhere. And there are all these amazing people who have so much information to teach us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that today's um, conversation will help somebody who needs it because I truly believe that story connects us all and we learn from one another. So I want to thank you so much Britt, for coming today. Thank you for having
1: me. This yeah. is wonderful.
0: Oh, great. Well, thank you so much and stay tuned for next week, everyone. This podcast was brought to you by The Kindness Rocks Project, produced by Jason Peterson and hosted by Megan Murphy on Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Join us next week for another episode of Conversations.